0: You can look at what isn't working. You can look at what thing that has been staying alive that has overstayed its welcome. Yeah. And say, you know what? I'm finished with that. Yeah. I am finished with that thing. That is completed. That is done. And we can start new. we can start from a new place mm-hmm. that is always open to us this is way of the artist with brandon colby cook and evan schulte identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art
1: And this is the end, Evan, or is it just the beginning? (laughs)
0: Oh, no. Yeah, we don't know. So law of completion, (laughs) law of completion, law of completion. And uh, as far as we understand, the law of completion is the law uh, of the middle.
1: (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. We don't know how to necessarily define this because mm -hmm. it's an interesting idea. Completion because it kind of brings up the idea of the end ending and a beginning and, and, and something being over. Yeah. But like there is nothing's really over. We're always in the middle, but there is a value to this law about having a sense of completion. Yes. And having in some ways a bit of an ending because new beginnings are important as we talked about in our very first law that we presented. Yes, man.
0: We're just really jumping, firing on all cylinders coming into this one. Yeah. So completion as well. I mean, this is our last law really share with you not that we're because there are is tons of there is tons does that make sense is that grammatically correct i don't know there's a lot more (laughs) there's a lot more to get into with all of the laws that we've explored up to this point but this one is our last one as we understand for now who knows we might stumble upon another one at some point in time but as for now this is where we're at and this was the last one. We kind of, I think, left it intentionally. Yeah. To be we started with the law one. of the beginning
1: or law of beginnings. And then we, um, we, we, we were kind of like, well, let's keep, let's, let's kind of hold off on the completion thing and maybe we can save that for the end. Now I think there may be other laws that get yeah. presented beyond this point, but what we've done now is we've
0: laid out 21 laws, including this one. I don't need, think it's actually 21 laws because our first three episodes, we didn't really talk about any particular laws. So. Yes, Evan, but this is episode 24. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It is. That's right. I knew that. Yeah. Holy cow. So we've done 21 we've laws. We've done 21. Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, the, um, you know, the the first three episodes, if you haven't listened to them, they were setting up what this podcast was really mm-hmm. going to be. And we were basically prepping you for the next 21 laws, which we just presented. And in many ways, how to apply them to this journey, your way, your path that you're Mm -hmm. on. And the law of completion is an interesting one, I think. And I'm just going to start with this idea that when we go on a journey in our life, we have in our mind an end point. We have a completion point. But that's not necessarily the end. It's just that we have an idea of where we're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. But once we get there and we actually make that happen, a new beginning starts Mm -hmm. and the journey continues, but we experience, I would like to say, either a chapter of the journey or a book of the journey, and then we're on to the next book or the next chapter of our journey. And here's the thing that I think what makes this law so important. Recognizing the law of completion allows you to pivot allows you to change and see that you're in something new. Because Mm -hmm. once one thing is kind of done, sometimes you can get stuck in trying to do it the same way you've always done it. I know this was for me, like my 20s have been much different than my 30s. And in my 20s, you know, it was very much about, you know, and I think this was important. Actually, I've come to, to, to peace with that. A lot of my 20s were about achievement and success and you know, um, almost it was really defined around a lot of figuring out how I relate to other people, what people think of me, making my parents proud, stuff like that. Near the end of my twenties, I think things shifted where it became much less about trying to please others and trying to get approval and get love. Whereas it became more about this deeper search for meaning this, um, this kind of Mm self-reflection. Um, a lot of life changes occurred And I think what's, what happened was like that chapter of my life kind of was completed. I made my show. I completed Mm -hmm. my big thing that I was trying to do and it, and it wasn't quite what I thought it would be, but it was a great experience. I'm glad I did it. And then I began on a new thing, but here's where I kind of got caught up. I kept trying to go back to the old Mm. story for answers and they don't answer the questions of today.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? And, and that's keeping something going that is is past its its prime it's past its due date yeah you know and that's when things start to get a little bit rotten right you know it's like no it's done because that's the things that there are things in our lives that if we aren't actively engaged with it and paying attention to it there they will they will complete they will just Become complete on their own. They will just end on their own. But if we're still hanging on to it, we run into a lot of problems that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing parallel I want to bring this into is within different artistic uh, modalities in and of itself. And some of my own experiences, like, especially with something perhaps like screenwriting, which is getting really precious about something, you know, and, and of course, like, when you put yourself out there, you, you set out to create something, you put a lot of heart into it, ideally, (laughs) you know, you want to put, you want to put as much of your heart into, into what you do in your life as possible, and by getting too precious about things, sometimes I would be worried about, completing something, coming to that completion point. Mm. And so it would take me a really long time to finish some of these projects that I'd started. And it comes from this idea or this this fear that I had that I'm not gonna have another good idea. <laughs> I'm not gonna have another idea for a script that's as good as this. Mm which is complete nonsense. Mm -hmm. Right. And eventually you hit a point where you, sometimes the law of completion will work in, you have a bunch of uncompleted things Mm -hmm. and that in itself, it becomes kind of your completion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like your the, what's uncompleted becomes the completion. And so you have a lot of stuff that's never actually completely Finished or come into fruition, but it's a lack of engagement that has kind of ended the life of this thing. Mm-hmm. That's a great. That's a great way to uh, bring this in. The lack
1: of engagement. You know, I think there is a time where we're interested in something, and then our interest, our interests move on, and you know, it's time for us to look for a new thing that we might actually be more engaged in and more interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the law of completion is kind of, in some ways, also the law of follow through. You know, it's where you, yes. where you push yourself to make sure that something gets done simply so that you can move on from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like, um, so this is book I read, you know, when I was going through, I went through a bit of it for people who don't know, I, I went through a bit of a depression through a period of my life, you know, it, it was like, and, and, you know, and sometimes it'll sneak up every now and then these thoughts of these ideas. And, you know, I think we, my opinion about depression is that I think depression is one of those things where we as a society don't fully understand it. But when we begin to understand what creates a depression in us, that we start to see depression as more of a, it's not, it's nothing's wrong in the sense that nothing's wrong with you. But what's wrong is that in your own sense of self, you feel something's wrong. And in many ways, Mm -hmm. you're, you don't know what to do about it and you feel powerless over it and such. So anyway, I was reading this uh, book. I picked up this book from a used bookstore at a certain point and it was a real game changer for me. It's by Jack Canfield and it's called the success principles. And in one of his principles, he says, you know, it's like basically completion, you know, you need to complete. Mm -hmm. And he says, people have these long lists of stuff that are incomplete and that's what weighs on them. Mm. They just feel like, you know, they have all this stuff. And he said, one of his exercises, and this truly does work. He said, just take your list of stuff, pick the most important things and start completing them. Just start complete. It'll feel so good. Right. And, and this is a great way to climb out of a depression. You know, I, it could be as simple as I got to do the dishes. You did the dishes. It's complete. That complete feeling feels great. Mm-hmm. And, um, I heard another guy, uh, Curbin Ray, I think is his name, I, I, something like that. But he said, um, he he was talking and he was saying, you know, how do you build confidence? And when you're depressed, um, if anyone's been there, even if you only had it for a day or an afternoon, depression kind of also feels like there's no confidence because you don't feel powerful. You don't feel Mm -hmm. like you can do anything and you feel powerless over your world. That's why you feel depressed in a lot of ways. There's many other things I can get into. I'm not going to get into the whole gamut today, but... Um powerlessness is a big part of it. The law of completion is actually showing you that you actually are powerful. Mm. And Kirby Murray was pointing out he's like, you need to give people tasks or they need to give themselves tasks that are they're able to actually complete and achieve.
2: Mm. Because
1: small ones. Because once they start completing small things, they'll believe they can complete bigger things. To me, the law of completion is like it's stacked. You know, you, you do something small, you complete something small. You start to believe you can complete something bigger and then bigger and then bigger. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you get confidence because you go, I can complete a really big thing. And people go, how could you do that? It's like, because I did many, many small little completions, Mm -hmm. but you have to have a point where you say, this is done and I'm moving on. Yes. And also I'm going to say one other point, because you brought up the engagement thing. If something is no longer of interest to you and you don't care, it's okay to throw it out and be like, I'm done. I'm crossing yeah. off the list. It's no more in my life. And that's important too, because you don't need to go complete stuff you don't care about and doesn't matter anymore.
0: Yeah. Cause we can often get stuff. I've been there where it's, there's a, there's a project and the only reason, and it is, it's like carrying these bags around totally. with you of, of these uncompleted things and, and saying like, Oh, I never, I never finished it. And then realizing, well, I really don't, care about this anymore. Yeah. The only reason I care about it is because it's like incomplete and I have a sense of guilt around that. And it's completely unnecessary where I just go, you know what? You don't care about it, then why are you doing it? Let it go. Sometimes wherever you got it to, that was all it was ever supposed to be. Especially in in, in our like for me this is stuff like working on a on a story idea or a script idea and It was just, it got to a point, and I just lost interest at a certain thing and went, I have no desire to actually finish this out. Mm. And, but that's still me going, all right, it's complete. Whatever it was supposed to be, I was supposed to get out of this, I got out of it as maybe just a creative exercise. Yes, totally. But to, try and, and go ahead with it. I mean, you can, if you want, I mean, there might be some reward you get out of that, but there are circumstances where it's just best to, to let these things go. Mm -hmm. And that's, could be arguably another way of wording this law, which is, this is the law of letting go at times as well. You know, it reminds me of that saying, like, it's not over till it's over. Mm. Who decides when it's over?
1: You do. (laughs) I do. We decide when it's over. This is the beauty of the law of completion. Law of completion is like, I have the power to decide when this is the end Mm -hmm. and when we're done. I can either discard it, I I can delegate it, or I can do it. You really have three options when it comes to the law of completion. Either do it and complete it, delegate it to someone else, and if you don't care, discard it. Mm-hmm. Those are really all that's all you can really do. And, and the law of completion, basically, I think it takes those three things and just says, like, you decide when the end is because we're never really this. is the This is the kind of I think the thing that we get caught in in life. We are never really at the end of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't even know if when we die, that's the end. I mean, we might believe it is, but we don't know. So, yeah, we don't know the ending. So we have to literally in our minds decide when the end is. So like, even when you're writing a script, you could go on with the script and keep telling the story and keep telling the story and keep telling the story. You have to decide at a certain Mm -hmm. point, when's this going to end? Like what,
0: what's going to be the point in which we finish this? Or you can, in in another way for script writing in particular, you could continue to go back over and over and over editing and editing and editing and editing. And there would, you could never, there can never be any end to it. Right. And it would just constantly be this thing. Eventually there's a point where you just got to go, okay, it's good enough. Yeah. Or it's, it's whatever it's going to be. And the reason why this is so important is because completion opens up, it, it opens up the next chapter for us. We have to finish the chapter before we can move on to the next one yes that's just the way that it goes and if we sometimes we want to refuse we want to deny that something is done that something is completed and and again sometimes we're very much afraid of bringing something to completion because we're worried about what's what's out there or what's the alternative we we fear losing what we know Mm. that was something that I've heard recently, we don't fear the unknown. We fear losing what we know. Mm. And sometimes completion brings up these things where it's like, well, this is what I know. And I've gotten comfortable with that. So there is, there is a, a very interesting process that occurs with, with completion mm-hmm. because it is in in a kind of way, uh, a, a death of sorts. You know, it's, it's a letting go. It's a death. It's, it's saying goodbye in some ways. You know, okay. Since you brought up the death thing, um, this has been a
1: big, this has been a big topic of interest to me of late because death teaches so much about life. Yes. Not because I'm being morbid or whatever, but like I've been realizing a lot at this chapter in my life is like, well, at some point my life is probably going to end. I mean, I'm going to have no more time left to do as I do. And having this recognition, like I remember my twenties, like I didn't think about death. Like that was like, for me, that was so far from my mind. I mean, Mm -hmm. my life, as far as I was concerned, was just going to be going on forever. That would be something I'd worry about one day or concern myself, I should say with one day. Um, but you know, like, and then one day you do. Yeah. And then one <laughs> day you yourself do. With it. Um, You know, and I think in our society, in Western culture, we've learned to look at death as this like super sad thing of loss and, you know, mourning and all of that. Um, and I think there is a valuable part of that, but there's also this part of death, which I look at as kind of a celebration. Mm-hmm. And this is weird to some people. I mean, they're not ready to accept this, but like a celebration to the life that the person lived. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only thing to be sad about would be, um, you know, I think for the person is that if they lived their whole life and never actually got to live the life they wanted to live. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's sad. That's heartbreaking to me. Um, you know, I get the fact that, you know, we can mourn somebody when they die because we miss them and we want them to be in our lives and we want to continue to share our lives with them you know, that for sure, I feel that's just an expression of love though, mm-hmm. you know? So like, let's bring this into the the law of completion. The death of something, you can still love it, even though it's gone.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: doesn't have to be there in your life anymore because when someone passes away in your life, they actually, in some ways, they create an opening for something new to come in. Mm-hmm. And just because you have an opening and you fill that opening maybe with someone else or some new activity or some new thing doesn't mean that the love you had for them is somehow diminished or gone. Mm -hmm. And I think back to my twenties and there's things I love about my twenties. I love the house parties we had and Mm -hmm. where we bring people together and we were playing guitar hero and you know, and the all-nighters and, you know, the passion we had for acting and how we all believed we were going to be famous superstars. And this kind of, it has this euphoric kind of thing to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people went off and they did shows and that's really cool and great. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I went off, I made my show. I had a wonderful time doing it. And, And now that's kind of done, you know, and now I'm in this new chapter in my life where it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't really care so much about being some big movie star anymore. And I don't really care about making some big, big grand show, at least not this chapter and this point in my life. I may, it may change. It may evolve into something, but that's been a really weird thing for me because it's Mm -hmm. like, but wait a minute, you're a filmmaker. You're the guy who does this. You're, 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 you know, you throw the parties, you bring the people like, and maybe now it's like, well, that's not the life I want to live right now. But I still love the guy that lived that life, even though I don't live like him anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, this is a literal little life completion where the, that, that guy in his 20s completed a certain kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's done. There's no more to do. I like, and I, and sometimes I get caught cause I get, I try to go back and I try to be like, oh, well maybe if I, but I'm not a 20 year old anymore. I'm just not. Yeah. I don't like like I'm wiser, I'm, I'm more aware, I'm more empathetic, more compassionate. When I was in my 20s, I was kind of more egotistical, maybe more um, self-involved. But in my 20s, you know, that worked for me. Now, it, it doesn't make sense for me anymore. And I think the law of completion is recognizing that when you have a transition or a change in life, that kind of the old person you were died, mm-hmm. you know, and you can still love the person you were but embrace the
0: person you are. That's like the lesson yeah. I'm learning. And that person is still a part of you. Yeah. And that all of these experiences are still a part of you. The thing is, is, is when we hang on to them, we lose out to what what's here now. You know, and this is kind the of- The law a, of presence. The law of presence is how it's related to presence. We, and the law of seasons. And seasons. Because seasons end too. Yes. You know? And every season brings with it something new. Yeah. That's vitally important. There's a relationship to all of it. Completion is related to beginning. Totally. You know, as we discussed earlier on. So this is one of these things that there, there are a lot of things we, we kind of dread about some of the things around this law, but it is so vital and, and so necessary to, to us living, to us creating, to us playing and growing and all of these things, all of these really wonderful things that completion is associated with or letting go or endings, Mm -hmm. law of endings, however you want to slice it.
1: Well, you you know, I think... When, when we start looking at the law of completion or the law of ending, if we want to call it that temporarily, um, if we started in seeing an ending as a new beginning, if we started to see it as a, as a blank, I love how you said this earlier before we started this conversation, you said, um, a blank canvas, Mm. you know, because just because I have a blank canvas doesn't mean I haven't done the art I've done before as an artist, Yes, but I don't need to bring that art into this canvas. This is a new canvas, but I'm still the artist. And even if I'm done another painting, it doesn't mean that just because I'm starting a brand new painting, that the last painting I did does somehow not matter anymore. Mm -hmm. It simply means that I'm done working on that last painting. And now I'm on to this painter Mm -hmm. painting or whatever. Right. And, And I'm still the painter. You know, I think like the law of completion is kind of you recognizing that you are still here, even though things end. And things begin. And you get to see that endings and beginnings help you evolve you. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think we get caught up a lot of time. And I know I have, like when you're making a film, you know, it's the same as making a painting or something. You're making this piece of art and you get so involved in that piece of art. You think that art is you, but that's just an expression of you. Mm -hmm. It's a glimmer of you. It's like almost nothing. It's
0: like, yeah. you, you it's know, it's a piece, but it's not, yeah. it, it, it's, it's not the entirety of who you are.
1: Yeah. Even if you spent your whole life doing one piece of art that still isn't you. Yes. And that's, I think an artist needs to wrap their head around. And I think whether you're an artist or not, you know, you could spend your whole life like building a family, but, and that's an art that's a, there's a, there's people who are masterful at building families or building teams.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, there's an art in that, in my opinion, but that still is not you. That's still just an expression of the infiniteness of you. Yes. And the law of completion, I think is about you recognizing that there's, there's like, um, a piece of you that can kind of almost stand still and then you can move on from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think the law of completion lets
0: lets you let that thing be, so you can begin again. Yeah, you know. And the thing is, uh, and and again, it's not that. This and we discussed this a little bit before we started was that this whole even the the notion of of completion it's it's almost paradoxical. It's almost illusory because because there really it nothing ever remains as just done mm-hmm. you know like it's it, th- with every when as they say with every door that closes a new door opens right this is kind of the same same thing but if we refuse to close that door or accept that the door is closed if we f- if that door has been closed sometimes <laughs> on us and we're standing there beating on the door saying to open that door's not opening It's not there anymore, Mm -hmm. but there is a new door. Mm -hmm. There is a new door, a new uh, adventure, a new thing to discover within the completion. That's the gift of completion. Mm. That's actually a gift if we can learn to see it that way. Mm. It is, it really is a
1: gift. You know, I think, um, I think one of the hardest things for um, an animal, a human being, really any living creature is change. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most challenging things. If you think about it, I mean, it makes perfect sense because the moment change happens in our life, we immediately have to adapt. We have to evolve. We have to figure out how to, um, match whatever new environment, new thing, new, new position, new way that we're in. Yeah. But I think that's what makes life Kind of fun and interesting. And like the law of completion in some ways is kind of like, okay, well, it's time to adapt. The way you were is kind of done, and now the way you need to be is new. And I think where people sometimes get stuck, and I know I've done this myself, I'm certain of it, is where we refuse to accept that things have changed. Mm -hmm. And I think like change is kind of in many ways the law of completion because like change is basically like that is done and this is happening now. Yes. Like you do Meisner, right? You're mm-hmm. in a moment in Meisner you're doing repeat repeat, right? And then all of a sudden the moment changes. And if you don't <laughs> change with it, the game stumbles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like like that is completion. We've completed that moment. Yeah, you it, know. It,
0: it, I recently just ran a a workshop and you bring up one of the interesting lots of interesting things happen. But there was this one moment and it's it is kind of an it is a very much an impro- improvisation and there this genuine moment came out where one of the students uh, kind of broke down they were they were crying and the other student was up there with them and very much just like connected with them and and it was it was very beautiful as they kind of worked this scene out, but the, the person who was kind of consoling them kind of stayed there. They just kind of stayed in that space of like, I'm consoling you. I'm taking care of you. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I, I just want to, I just want to help you. And within that, they, they were missing out on all kinds of things that were going on that that yes. they were they were hanging on to this this moment because it was so beautiful because uh, it was so, so beautiful perfect. they're like oh my yeah. god like we're, we're and they want it to just continue and they just forever. want to continue on forever and i'm like yeah. i know it's so great it's so great but did you see this thing that they were doing because there was like i was observing all of this other stuff that was that was going on you know that all this other beautiful human behavior that was that had occurred after this initial thing had happened. And so it's so important to to stay with well, what's happening right now. What's happening mm-hmm. right now, that thing is done. That you, you, That yeah. moment is done. But now there's another moment, another really beautiful moment. And if you don't move with it, and you don't always know what's coming around that corner. But the thing is, is that in this particular example, no one knew that this this, this emotional kind of breakdown was going to occur. Mm-hmm. That wasn't planned. It's just because it, it the, the, it's an improvised scene of sorts and nobody knew that that was going to, to happen. But the only way that happened was because they were moment to moment with each other. They were letting everything kind of come and go, just come and go, come and go, come and go. It was going like that until this thing happened. And then it was just like not letting it go. Mm-hmm they are just saying, it's like, oh, wow, this is happening. Let's just stay here. Let's just stay here. Let's just stay here. Let's just stay here. I think that's a, I think that's a struggle
1: we all face is we find a moment that just is so beautiful. We just love it. It's, mm-hmm. it's working so well. And that's one of those things is like, we never want it to end. We just want it to be like this forever. I remember I was down was a few summers ago. I was down at rec beach this one, um, this w- w- in Vancouver is one of the most beautiful sunsets mm-hmm. know, I think in the entire city. And it was just the, the, it was the summer and it was just one of those days with the clouds and everything. And the way the sun was setting and then everybody was howling at the sun as it was going down. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it it's was a kind just, of time honored tradition. The, exactly. And there's this music playing and we're all together and everybody's staring at the sun. And I, it was just euphoric. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I never want this moment to end. Mm. Eventually the moment ended. And I, and I had this recognition at that moment about life, like a profound life moment. I was like, this is like life. There's so many times where I experience tremendous beauty in a moment or a period of time. And I cling to it Mm. like it's life and death. And you know what happened after the sunset, another incredible, beautiful moment Mm. because I allowed myself to adapt to it and change to it. And then we all surrounded around a bonfire, the whole beach pretty much. And that rarely happens at rec beach. Usually Mm. everyone's really separate. I mean, sometimes it does, but we just, the whole beach, just everybody kind of came together because we all had this beautiful moment, but like everyone accepting and moving with it. And then when we were all there around the fire, it was dark. It was another incredible moment. And the thing is, I started to think if I'm not so attached to the moment I'm in, every moment can keep being incredible. Mm-hmm. I think what happens for me though is, and I, I don't know if anyone else can, can relate to this, but when a moment doesn't feel right or it's not, it's cause I'm like not accepting it and I'm clinging to some other idea, some other moment I had,
0: you know, and, like life should always be that way. And and that's the thing. is like, I think you said, it. it's like it's clinging to an idea, you know, which, you know, and, and these beautiful moments, they occur to us in the moment when we allow ourselves to be and then we go, oh God, I mean, it's like when we've allowed ourselves to have that level of presence and attention to yeah. something and then we cling to it. And it's just like, it, and it's completely not the thing that, that got you there in the first place. Right. And I've, I've heard it argued that you need to die to every experience that you've had before, right? Because it's only through, through that, that you can fully live now Mm -hmm. that you can fully. So it's this constant, we, we actually live in this constant sort of, uh, uh, beginning and and ending, thing this life death kind of uh, movement. Even even uh, our breath is kind of a representation of of life and death. We inhale the new oxygen. We inhale the that life, and we exhale what we don't need anymore. Mm right? It's this kind of, and it's this process. We, we do it every moment of our lives. We're engaged in this process of, of new things happening and, and letting things go Mm -hmm. and things coming to an end. We do it all the time. We just don't necessarily think about it in that way because we get attached to certain things. Sometimes it's sentimental. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's sentimental. Yeah. I think actually,
1: yeah. You
0: know, you bring up a
1: good point. I mean, I think that really it's just like, how at peace are we to the change, to the completion? I mean, you know, I think there's a certain kind of things where we, you know, I think once you adapt to a completion and a new beginning in a certain area of life, it becomes almost second nature and you don't think about it anymore. Like, The day ends, you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning and then you start to get used to, I go to sleep now, I wake up now, I go to sleep now, I wake up now. And that just becomes normal, you know? And I think what ends up happening is like things can, things don't have to be so dramatic and so precious all the time. You know, like a relationship, a friendship, it begins and then it ends and maybe you know your friendship lasts until someone passes away, or maybe it lasts literally a, a, a few weeks or a few months or a few years. you know who knows mm-hmm. but like it's it you know I think at this point in my life like I've learned that you know in my twenties, I remember just talking about friends because I think this is an interesting kind of parallel. I remember being twenty and being like these friends, I just envisioned us having like a friendship forever, you know, and just being right. there, you know. And, uh, you know, some of the people who were there, you know, we had a good run, <laughs> but some of those, like, you know, you didn't, but, but a lot of people who at that time, our friendship kind of came to an end mm-hmm. and then we kind of went different ways. And that was really hard on me at first because I had this, and this is, I think where the law of vision comes in. Whereas I think our vision can sometimes corrupt our ability to accept the law of completion. Mm. The law of completion sometimes literally confronts our law of vision, you know, where you have a vision of how your dream of how your life's supposed to go. And then, and then the law of completion says, well, this happened, that's over. This isn't happening anymore. Yes. I mean, I had a friend, my friend, George, 20, I was 21, I was 21. He was 23, I think. We were born on the exact same day, two years apart. Uh, Best friends. My best friend I met in college. I get a call one day, T-boned in a car accident. Done. Over. His life's over. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, what? It's over? Like, it's it's like, I kept his number in my phone for like three months afterwards. And I remember being like, I'm going to call George. And I'm like... George isn't here. It was weird. Like Mm. I, I I was in so much grief. I didn't know, but I still, even when he, even after we had done his funeral, we had buried him in a casket. I'd spoke at his funeral. I still in many ways had not accepted that he was gone, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was months later that I finally was like, okay, George is not here anymore. And, um, in, in many ways, like I I, I grieve George, but George taught me so much about life because George was in many ways, because he passed away so young and he and I were going to, I remember us sitting by the pool, um, working on scripts, talking about how we were going to be in Hollywood together, making movies. And then when he passed away, that was never going to happen. But in many ways he, because he passed away just before we went out and did a lot of the big stuff we were going to do, it made me really go like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go in many ways for George and and in many ways for myself. And I'm going to live the dream we talked about because it would be a shame if I didn't follow through with this dream, you know? And I think that's part of the reason why in my twenties, I really just went for it. I just said balls to the wall. People told me things were impossible. And I said, we're doing it. I don't fucking care, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think like the end of something can breed such amazing incredible things. Mm-hmm. And you know there's nothing that's ever gonna bring George back in the physical world. Yeah. But in my mind, he's still present. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you mentioned this before, it's like nothing really ends. Because George, I still love George. George is still in many ways a part of my life. He's always gonna be a part of my life. But he's not physically gonna be here. And that's okay. And I think the law of completion is like it's not the end. But it's like that part is done. Yes. And then we can do this now, you know, because once something's done, now there's a new doing that's available mm-hmm. and life goes on. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, just because someone dies doesn't mean all, like everything ends. People have died for fucking ever. <laughs>
0: <You> every, <know?
1: laughs> every, every human
0: being that we've ever known has died exactly. in the history. At of, this point, of, people might eventually
1: figure out how to lots live Lots of people have done it yeah lots but, you of people know, have done it i mean if we ever figured out how to live forever i think people would look back at this time and every time before and they'd be like do you remember when people used to die that must have been like there would almost be i could almost man- imagine a romantic poetic part of people looking back at us having experienced that well you know? i mean
0: it's uh interesting i've actually I, i've met a, a woman who's on sort of a lot of the cutting edge of some of the stuff that's going on out there as far as medical sciences and, but she likes to explore, well, what does that mean for us? And one of the things she explores is we are on the cusp of people who are going to be able to live potentially, uh, hundreds of years. Yeah. Right. In, in quite good health so now it's like, but it's not just as simple as that. We go, it's like, well, do you want to, you know, it's like that song forever young. It's like, do you, do you really want to live forever? Right. Is there something that, uh, that is important for you to stick around for, you know, these kinds of questions that, that we have. So there is an importance and, and there is actually, we've explored some of this idea in a weird way, like you look at something like vampire movies, Mm. you know, especially something like, uh, or, or books, something like interview with the vampire. This is a story about immortals. And this is often the thing that we talk about with, with vampires. It's a, it's a thematic element of it, which is here are these beings that are essentially immortal. Essentially they can die, But, yeah, barring any, like, barring any, like, being murdered or or they, you know, want to ram, like, or they want to kill themselves or something, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, they, uh, they can live forever. And then there's this weird sort of price that is paid for that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's actually, and, and in the actual general mythical telling of a vampire, they aren't even human. Vampires are not human because they live forever. Mm. They have to eat from people who are human in order to survive, right? Because it's just an interesting sort of thing that we've created in our own society because it's like, because what's at the core of it is that these are immortal beings. Well, you know, I think, um,
1: I mean, there's a whole rabbit hole with that. Yeah.
0: This is a huge rabbit hole. Maybe it's not worth diving down zombies
1: too, but you know, whatever. But I mean, I think, you know, you, you, you're touching now on, I think where the law of story plays into the law of completion Mm. because story is the thing that we kind of tell around the whole thing. I mean, like, um, you know, here's the thing. I mean, I'm, if anything, if, if anyone was going to define me as anything, I'd want them to say like Brandon was a storyist, you know, he was, he was a storyteller or he was, you know, a narrator or something, you know, because to me, story is such an important part of the process. But I mean, here's the thing. I don't really think any story is real. I think it's all, it's all bullshit. They're all made up like every story. And I'm sorry to say this, but in some ways, even the stories of the Bible, but that doesn't matter. (laughs) That doesn't matter whether they happened or not. What matters is what is the story saying? What is it communicating? Now, whether these events happened and further happened the way we think they happened or happened the way they were communicated is kind of irrelevant. But what matters is the thing that's behind the story. Mm -hmm. You can get all wrapped up in like, well, this happened and that who gives a shit. What matters is that there's a moral and we're trying to communicate ideas through stories. And that's how we communicate. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is like the events, the content, all of that stuff. I mean, it's fun. It creates entertainment. It creates emotion. It creates like attachments and neat little things like that but these don't matter. What matters is like, look, don't kill your neighbor. Don't like, like, look, there's, 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 there's value in being with yourself. Like there's value in looking at how maybe dying could be better than living forever. Vampire story. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I think the thing is, is with story, it plays a great role in completion. And also story gets to end and we start a new story. Mm hmm. Which, which is one of my favorite elements of story is like, look, like you're telling yourself, and this is, I mean, I'm doing this, you're doing this and and everyone in our audience right now, you're telling yourself a story. You're going, I'm this person, my life is this way and everything means this and blah, blah, blah. But like at some point you might have a life transition and you might go, that story doesn't make sense anymore. And I'm going to tell a new story and you can do that. Yeah. That's fucking cool. The law of completion kind of lets you do that. The law of completion is like shit. This story's bunk. The one I was telling doesn't work anymore. I'm on a new story, or maybe that story gave me what I needed up until this point in the journey, but now it no longer serves me because it doesn't actually make sense anymore. Yeah, you know. And I think like the law of story is such a powerful, cool little tool. Uh, we brought we brought it into this whole thing that we've been
0: sharing, but
1: everybody it's- does it.
0: There's, there's a kind of intelligence to it. Yeah. You know, it's like saying no one to hang it up. Yeah. No you one. Know? Yeah. When, no <laughs> one, you got no one to hold them, no one to fold them, yeah. <laughs> no one to run. Exactly. You know, and in conclusion saying it's like no one to fold them, mm-hmm. no one, it's done. No one, no one, your bird is cooked. Yes. You know, like there's so many metaphors we could take with completion. I actually, now that I'm realizing this, you know, it's like well, with, with some... cooking, it's like, You don't know when it's complete, then you're going to burn the food. It's going to go bad. Yeah. You know, like, you're going to overcook, you know, and you can overcook things from your life. Yeah. You can overcook, overanalyze or overanalyze. You know, it's, it's a huge thing for us to bring into our awareness.
1: You know, I, I think what the law of completion does is we've been talking, I've been realizing, it it provides relief. It lets you just kind of go like, okay, like moving on, like moving on. Like how often do we sit there and stress about things? Like, you know, it's like, and also like, here's the other great thing about law of completion is like, even if you're in something and you like, don't know when it's going to end. Like, like I brought up depression a little earlier. One of the worst parts of experiencing depression for the first time, especially the first time, It's like you don't know when it's gonna end. Mm -hmm. Especially when it goes on longer than you think it should. And then you're like, oh my God, like this is what? And you're like, maybe this will never end. But here's the thing the law of completion says that everything ends. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. Everything in some way or another ends. Like this too shall pass is like one of the most true statements ever said. It will. Something will happen it will turn. And the law of completion creates all sorts of relief because you can be in the middle of shit and be like, well, eventually I'll be beyond this. Eventually this will pass. And, you know, if you've never experienced like, or if you never really stopped to to realize that, I mean, that saved me in my hardest moments in life. I've been like, this sucks. This is Mm. the worst thing I've ever experienced. But I remember being like, but I know it's going to pass. And that allowed me to get through it. And I think I, I feel really heartbroken for people who like commit suicide and stuff like that. People who end their life or, you know, because I think what happens a lot of the time is people get caught in, in, in an infinity loop of like, this will never end. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is like everything does end, but sometimes it lasts a lot longer than you're ready for. And the law of completion doesn't always say like, it will end at this time when you think it should end. It ends when it needs to end. And sometimes it's earlier than you want. And sometimes it's later than you want, Mm -hmm. but it does. And, and, but the beautiful thing is something else starts, something
0: else begins. And I think, you know, we were at the start of, before we started this going through what, what kind of questions does this law ask? of us Mm. because i think all of the laws pretty much ask some questions they all kind of challenge us in a certain kind of way to to become more conscious to become more aware and for me it's like this one is saying it's like well what are you hanging on to
2: Mm.
0: what are you hanging on to that you don't need to hang on to anymore you know like that's that's really where a lot of the difficulty comes in for us right? so it's like, what are you hanging on to? What can you look at in your life and saying, like, what are you hanging on to for dear life? That's maybe not so important. That's maybe a, a belief or a relationship or a thought, a project that's just not worth it. Yeah, yeah. It's just not who you are what are you hanging on to right now because if you let it go there is an entirely new chapter and life that's waiting for you only once you let this go right but you have to let it go but otherwise yeah it's like it's like <laughs> i guess another another kind of challenge that, that this law gives is like is this is this the ditch you're willing to die in? Is this the trench you're
1: willing to die in? I love that quote. That's such a good one. Because that really puts things into perspective. Yeah. Is this the ditch you're willing to die in? And if it isn't, fucking get out of it. Yeah. You know? And I think everybody needs, you know, I want to be that friend for everybody because I think everybody needs that friend. Is this the ditch you're willing to die in? And if not, get the fuck out of it. Like seriously, get out and go. Because, like, this is not your life. Your life does not have to be this ditch. And I'm speaking to myself, like, several years ago when I was in my lowest moment. It's like, that's not the ditch I'm going to die in. I mean, look, I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I walked through it. I'm not fucking kidding around. I consider, I came home, I bawled my eyes out one night. I thought about walking down to the bridge and jumping off it because I didn't see a point to my life. And I couldn't understand how fucked up people can be. Mm-hmm. I was pissed off. I was angry. I was wounded. I was hurt. I was upset. And then you look at that and you go, "Is this the fucking ditch I'm gonna die in?" No way. Now I'm here today, and I would say to that person who was there then, the the Brandon several years ago, and I'd say, "Man, you got so much fucking ahead of you. You the love that you learned right now, how it matters to make a friendship." Like fucking you're one of my best friends. I would go across the fucking world for you and anybody who's like that. But I went through hell to get there because I realized what it's like when someone will not show up for you when you need them, when you're fucking alone. So the thing is, is when you're alone, that's what you're learning. Mm -hmm. You're getting that experience, which gives you empathy. But empathy isn't just for other people. It's for you. It's so you know what it feels like to fucking hurt somebody. So you know what it like. It feels like to be alone, to hurt. Depression is like this thing we look at in society is like this fucking negative thing. And I get passionate about it because I'm mm-hmm. like, God, like in so many ways, I wish people never had to go through it because I know how much it fucking hurts mm-hmm. and how hard it is. But at the same time, man, fuck, I get emotional about it. But I'm like, it's... Fucking incredible! Just hang in there, you know. Mm -hmm. Like hang in there because you're gonna come out of it, and and if you just don't like let it crush you, you're gonna be okay. But it does feel like a ditch, man. It feels like a fucking hole, and you'll never get out of it, you know. And like, you know, I think the thing is, is like. Uh, reading that book, Man's Search for Meaning, like he survived. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never, I never dealt with anything near near this on a physical level that he went through, but he dealt with a Nazi concentration camp. I mean, he dealt with Auschwitz and like thinking you're going to die at every fucking moment, you know? And I think about that and I go like, I'm not going to compare suffering or anything because I think that's a silly thing to do. I think it's all relative, but reading that book really gave me some perspective on some of the suffering that I went through. Because I think what he does is he helps you take the hardship of your life and see how you're going to respond to it and see how you're going to deal with it. You know, I mean, it wasn't just that book. Like I didn't just read that book. I mean, it takes time. And here's another awareness I had, and I think this is really important in relation to the law of completion. Mm -hmm. Things take time. Yes. Yes, everything will pass, but things take time. You cut yourself. It takes time to heal. Everything takes time. And I think the law of completion says, look, you're not going to be complete until enough time has passed for this thing to have fully healed and mended. And I think like the law of completion, like sometimes we want so badly to get to the end. It's like, allow yourself to be in it right now. You know, and I think that's where like the law of process comes in. The healing Mm -hmm. is taking place in this time. Yes, this will end when it has healed. But like, you know, I think of my period of depression as a time when I was healing a deep wound. And then the wound healed. And now I'm here today. And when I tell people I was depressed, most people go, you were depressed? When I tell people I was bullied, people go, you were bullied? Yes, because at a time, that was necessary. And then it passed. Mm
2: -hmm. But it
1: needed to be there at that time. It sucked. I'm not going to say I wanted it. Mm -hmm. But that's life. The law of completion is kind of this thing where it's like, it will end when it needs to end. And sometimes, I think what we just need to do is we need to accept that sometimes that's sooner than we like and not as soon as we like. Anyway, I went on a big speech. I get emotional about this shit, man. That was a terrific speech. I was happy to let you speech, man. I don't want people... You know I know what it's like to be at those those moments my dad went through that moment too he lost everything he lost his whole fortune and I remember he said that he said to me ah fuck what what's going on here he said to me you know the only reason why I stayed alive was because of my sons Mm. I mean I've had so many man I've had so many challenges my dad my presence my brothers kept them going mhm thing is is that if someone commits suicide they're gone and then that person who needed you doesn't have you anymore that's why you can never end your life that's why you have to live no matter how shitty it gets you have to stay there stay in the game Just don't give up. I mean, I get so emotional about it because I realized that when I had nothing to live for, I mattered to somebody else. And even if they didn't know me, if I went and and did something like that, somebody in the future who I may have impacted wouldn't have me there. And I wouldn't be there. And that is necessary. And that's why it's suicide isn't, it's, it's, it's like one of those kind of things. I it's, it's law of completion, man. Like what are people doing when they think about jumping off a bridge or doing something like that? They're trying to end things, Mm -hmm. but we need to understand that it's not yours to end. And although you might not be able to see that in this moment, because when you're in a depressed state, at least in my experience, it's kind of all about you when you start realizing that there's more to you than what you are experiencing, I think what happens is you start to see that, um, you don't, you don't need to manufacture endings in, in that way. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing it's going to end, but you don't need to force the ending. You can have a different
0: kind of ending to something, right? You can look at what isn't working. You can look at what thing that has been staying alive that has overstayed its welcome. Yeah. And say, you know what? I'm finished with that. Yeah. I am finished with that thing. That is completed. That is done. And we can start a new We can start from a new place Mm -hmm. that is always open to us. That is always available to us. We, there is always a level of, we can find our dignity in any, any place. As you brought up man's search for meaning. And that was one of my big takeaways when I read that book was that it didn't matter if you were in a hopeless situation, a truly hopeless situation, the kind of situation where hope would kill you. Hmm. Hope was the thing that destroyed people in those camps. And there were those who weren't hanging on to hope who had said, I'm probably going to just die in here. And he said, but you know what? I can, I can do that with as much dignity and grace and meaning as I possibly can. That's, that's still there. Mm-hmm. That's available. You know, I don't know exactly what this has to do with completion necessarily. Well, I think, you know, we're, but, we're,
1: we're kind of on the point of facing the end, mm-hmm. facing, you know, the end, facing the end is a big part of this law. Facing the end makes us recognize many, many things. I mean, like we've taken people, if, if anyone has listened to every episode up to this point, especially if you've done it chronologically, you've gone on a big, long journey with us. You know, and when, when, when you face the end of something, it's kind of like it takes all of this invested time all this energy everything and it puts everything into perspective and then it's like well if you're done the laws what's this podcast going to be now and i tell you it's going to be something really cool we have plans but but it's going to be different it's going to evolve now because we're we're done this section of the podcast and facing the end makes you kind of go into the unknown and the unknown is mm-hmm. scary as shit you know it's scary man i don't know if shit's scary but whatever it's a saying (laughs) but yeah i mean like you know like i think what we're talking about here is we're talking about facing the end of something and the resistance to be willing to start again but you pointed out to me what i heard from what you said was how exciting it can be to start something new Mm -hmm. i think we forget that when we face the end because like i usually when i start a project it's from like a a total sense of like excitement and inspiration and stuff like that. But when I'm facing the end, I'm not thinking about my excitement and inspiration for the next thing. Cause mm-hmm. I'm so attached to the journey I was on
2: mm-hmm.
1: that, like I'm not willing to let it go yet. And so I'm not willing to get inspired and excited about my new thing yet. Yeah. You know, but then at a certain point I am and then it's all fine. But like,
0: I think there's this weird yeah. moment. Yeah. It know? can, it can, and you know it can be important to honor what came before and and for some people it it works to have some kind of a little ritual like a a, a sending off mm. as well that you know that what else are kind of you know celebrations of life for when someone passes you know like we we go through a process you know we need uh you know it's it's sometimes when when things come to an end that's that's exactly what we need and it doesn't have to be anything necessarily as dramatic as literal life and death right you know it it can happen in in smaller ways and i think about i remember when i i went to europe by myself when i was 20 21 something like that i went off to europe it was a dream of mine and I decided not to go with anybody I knew. I just want to go and do it on my own. And it was a it was an absolute whirlwind. I was in new places constantly. I was just like from city to city, from town to town. It was just like boom, boom, boom. It was just one adventure after the next, you know. And it was amazing. It was wild, you know. That's one of the the beautiful things about travel, you know, is is that you get to to go and and be thrown into an unknown situation circumstance place and and then you're moving on to the next you kind of have to let it go and then you can really enjoy the next place that you're in really enjoy the next place you're in and it was useful for me I remember after having been to France you know all over France and I was in in London for a bit too some London all the way through France from Paris down to the south into like Lyon mm. and and Nice uh into Monaco uh traveled around into Florence and where it was, so we got into Rome and it was probably i don't know this was maybe like a, a week and a half two weeks into my my travels and this one night i just went and sat in a restaurant by myself in rome ordered myself a, like a half liter of wine <laughs> i ordered like a, a penne bolognese and some kind of like a uh like a like a roasted pork leg or something it was i ordered way too much food for myself <laughs> it was stupid but i just sat there by myself and i just took a moment to look back at everything that had happened and just took a moment to go Holy shit. I saw the Eiffel Tower and I went and I saw this and I saw that and I experienced this and I experienced this. Like it just took a moment to look back on it while enjoying a beautiful meal, you know, just to enjoy a beautiful meal and reflect upon it and just say, wow, I lived that. I lived all of these things. Me, I was there. <laughs> I was there and these things occurred and these mm. things happened and it was amazing. And I was getting emotional because I, it, it was a moment for me to really embrace that things that I'd actually dreamt of doing, I'd gotten to do. And then it was back oh, <laughs> on with it and just back on with the trip and, yeah. and seeing new things again. But you know it's like if if you you can't be thinking about the the last place and really enjoy the new place hmm.
1: I think you know, like take your moments, I think you know you bring in and i I love that we can maybe finish on this point is like how much the law of completion can in many ways be the law of celebration,
0: yes. You know, I'm, I love that you just brought that up because I don't, I don't know
1: if we always look at completion as a celebration. I think sometimes we do, but I I think like every completion can be a celebration. You were there. You lived that you made it through man's search for meaning. He talks about, it was my suffering. And I think about what I went through and I went, that was mine. You know, I was there. I experienced that. Mm -hmm. And very few people will have experienced what I experienced the way I experienced it. And that's, that's something to celebrate. That's something that's mine, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think when you transform through something and you move through something and, you know, it really like this law is so interesting because it really touches on stuff like attachment and detachment and, Mm -hmm. you know, and acceptance and process and seasons. And, um, you know, the whole thing about like just allowing life to be more of a, a, like a step, you know, it's a step. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I think what, what I think the the best way to take this line, what I'm going to take from it, this is what I'm going to take from it. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and going like, what if I just celebrate anytime something's done, Mm -hmm. no matter how it works, like breakup, didn't work out in the relationship, celebrate it not because it's like oh i'm so glad to be done with that person but because it's like we had some time together mm-hmm. and and for a while it worked and for a while it didn't and now it, maybe it doesn't and it's fine you know and now i'm on to the new thing but like it doesn't we don't i don't think we have to look back with such mourning mm-hmm. you know we don't have to look back and like really just make everything this drab ditch of a life and i think actually where i'm going to take this further is when i'm in the ditch My friend said this to me once and it made like I was with three other people and we're all having a conversation and he steps in and it was fucking brilliant because we were talking about this woman. She was talking about her mom and he said, you know, and her mom had passed away or no, her, maybe her mom hadn't passed away, but he said, you know, she was saying something about how annoying her mom was or something. And she Mm -hmm. said, you know, when your mom's gone you're going to wish you had that worst moment with her just to have her back. Mm. (laughs) We all just went, like, it was so emotional, man. And we were all like, oh my fucking God. Like, it was like a punch in the gut. Because you were like, the worst moment I have with this person I love is going to be the one moment I would wish to have back when they're gone. And we, we might hate somebody in that moment. We might just be so angry at them. But we, but, but in perspective of death, everything gets enlightened. Mm -hmm. That's why I've been kind of on this whole thing about like, when I die, like, what is this all, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I have a thought I'm going to share after we share a beer, but that's, you know, this isn't a great talk. It's been super emotional, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you know, it's been good. Actually. I I love having these discussions, man. Sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I did not expect that, but you know, it's actually helped me, uh, again, even more, just seeing more, you know, about all of this stuff in life. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is a great beer you chose. Yes. you want to introduce it to everybody?
0: Yeah. So this is, I just love the name. It's <laughs> so good. It's called Galactic Space Dragon <laughs> India Pale Ale from Odin Brewing Company. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a great beer, man.
1: It's fantastic. It's kind of like, it's, it's interesting because it, it tastes really good. It's kind of like very foggy, almost like an yeah, but, yeah, um, a half of Eisen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's very,
1: it's smooth. It, it, it has a bit of hop to it as you would expect
0: from an, from an IPA. Yeah. But it's, but it's not still too hoppy. No, it's not. Cause it's still actually, it's very like, it's very quenching Yeah, in a way.
1: You know what I like, um, I mean, it sounds so pretentious to say, but like, it and has like to say mouthfeel. No, it has like a body, you mm. know, like it has like a, like a feel like I'm really drinking a substance, you know, like it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, like it just has like a, it's almost like a milkshake. It, yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> thick, you know, <laughs> In a weird way. but it's good, man. Yeah. It's, a, it's been going down a lot. Very easy. Um, but I've enjoyed it. Mm. So, mm. um, very good. All right. Well, you know, we're at that point where we need to wrap things up and
0: complete. We are at that wrap up (laughs) point and complete. So, uh, well, what's our final thoughts here? Well, I love what you brought up here at the end about completion is really this thing of, of letting go and moving forward, moving on, is a big part of completion, and, and no matter what it is, is part of these seasons and cycles and changes in our life. But what you brought up at the end there, that I think is so crucial to this law, is the law of completion is also saying and celebrate it, hmm. celebrate it, celebrate all of the stuff that that happened before. Take a moment to really appreciate, and we didn't even get into how the law of appreciation relates to yeah. this one, but. But I think people can go back to it and they'll, and and if they take this episode from that, they're going to see. Absolutely. Like to take a moment to to appreciate and celebrate everything that, that had come before the, the whole part of the journey before sending it off. Hmm. There was something really wonderful about that. And what you were saying as well, that story that you had shared about what your friend, had said to your group. Reminds me of uh, something that Frederick Buchner who has said, it's like on final examination, all moments are key moments and life itself is grace.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: You know, it's just like when when we look back on certain things and, and sometimes things look challenging and difficult and and letting go is not always an easy process, but very often we can look back on it and especially from a point of celebration. I think that that's actually a really crucial component of all of this, mm. uh, of of this completion process is the celebration of it. You know, it's, it's an honoring of what we've done, where we've come from, what we've been through mm. and letting it go. So... Okay.
1: That's it. That's great, man. I, You know, this celebration thing, I think, um, m- you know, that, that to me is something I'm going to kind of take forward uh, myself. And I'm going to incorporate into my life a little bit more. Um, because I think it helps transition through endings, but it also helps transition through middles. Because I think when you're in the shit of it, it's like you can kind of see the celebration of like, well, this is going to be over one day. And like even that saying like the worst moment with your mother, when she's gone, you're going to wish for that moment back just Mm -hmm. to have her back. I mean, in your own life, that's true too. The worst moment, like when you're facing death, you, you know, I think if you can get to the point where you can, you can see grace in your worst moment. I mean, I think you've really moved mountains, you know? Um, Okay, here's the thing I want to share with people just for the end of it. And this is an exercise I've been doing because it's really mm. helped me, especially with this law now that I realize it. But um, is give yourself, and that's what I did for me. I gave, I'm i just going to say, I'm not going to tell people what to do. I'm going to say what I did. I gave myself one year to live. And I said, if this is it, if this is my last year of life, I have 365 days from today to live what would I do? What would be important to me? What would matter? And I found this to be at a, in a really effective timeline. It might work better. You know, you can change it around for yourself, but I found a year to be very effective for me because when I think in five years or 10 years, it's too long. There's not enough, like mm-hmm. there's not enough need to like really do something right now.
0: Kind of urgency.
1: Yeah. But when I think about a day or a week or a month, there, it's too soon. It's like, all I want to do is just kind of do something comfortable and easy. And I don't care about my health as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if I'm honest with myself, if I only have a month to live, I'm, I'm not spending time working out. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like if it's a year, working out still kind of makes a little bit of sense because I'm going to have some energy so I can do some of the things I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> 10 years, it's kind of like... I don't even know. Like, it's hard for me to even conceptualize after mm-hmm. all of this stuff and all the life I've experienced already. I mean, 10 years is like so much stuff can happen. Um, but a year kind of gave me a good perspective because it, what it did was it helped me see like, well, what's actually really important in a year and what isn't. And I just decided anything that isn't really important in this year gets no focus anymore. I'm, I'm putting that to the side. It can be done and dealt with later or discarded entirely. I don't give a shit. But whatever is pressing, if I had to do this this year, this is going to be my thing. And what I started doing was I started um, looking at where I'm going to travel. I started looking at like what, you know, who I want to go with, who I want to hang out with, what I want to build, what I want to do in this year. And it was long enough to kind of make something substantial, but short enough to make it pressing and demanding. And also short enough so that I didn't get so in my head about how, the, how I had to be mm-hmm. or what I had to become or what the thing I was building, what it needed to be. Because here's the thing, even if I made a movie, I wouldn't see the movie get released. So it doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. but maybe I still want to make the movie, but not to see it get released, but because I want to make this movie. Right. I think about like someone like Heath Ledger or someone like that, or Dan, uh, James Dean who died before their movies were actually released. Mm -hmm. And I think like they never saw the impact they made, but I don't think that should matter at least for me Mm -hmm. at this juncture in my life. So that's what I'd say for people. Give yourself a year and see, and see what your priorities would be. I think there's some interesting data there. I'm going to go through that myself. Try it out. I think, you know, it's, um, and you know, it's, it's not about getting all caught up in the death thing. It's about seeing how this enriches your life seeing what
0: has meaning
1: yeah what actually life. matters what
0: really matters to you
1: you know I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I discovered I realized I was focused on a lot of things that didn't really actually matter to me and that was a big slap in the face because I was like <laughs> what oh I thought that mattered and it actually doesn't that was a great perspective shift
0: fantastic thanks for listening to the show If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible
1: and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.